Good morning and welcome to our first day of Daily Chapel. It is a privilege to have you here in God's house as we worship together. I want to welcome all of you, especially our new students. Uh, Obviously, those of you coming back too, welcome back. But especially our new students. Just to go over a few, um, you might say, housekeeping type things that will help us with our our Daily Chapel. Um, First of all, on the back side of your bulletin, And the bulletin uh, typically will have all the services in it for the week. So you can return these to the back. If you want to keep it with you, that's fine too. But you can return these to the back. We'll use them through the week. But on the back side, you'll see a panel that has spiritual life opportunities at the college here. Uh, Obviously, daily chapel. Any day that there are classes is when we have chapel. And then um, we have an evening Wednesday night service at 530. Uh, The choir often sings for that, a Vesper service. Uh, weekly Bible study is another thing to note. We won't start that this week because there's some other things going on this week, but next week we'll start that at 7 o'clock. And you'll see some of the other things listed there as well. Um, another little um, housekeeping thing, the hymn book, the Evangelical Lutheran Hymnary, it's often referred to as ELH. The hymn book, you will find, um, it should be sitting with the spine down in the hymn book rack. If it's this way, it looks better, but it actually breaks the binding a little. So it's better when you're done, if you would please make sure, or if you see one near you that's turned the wrong way, please make sure it's put in their spine down. That's very helpful. Um, you, you can bring your backpacks in if you want, put them under your seat. If you want to leave them out in the narthex, make sure that they're around the wall, if you would. Um, I, uh, um, if any of you would like to find out about local churches to get involved and what their times of service are, things like that, obviously you can find it online, but if you need help finding rides and things, I'm, I'm not your pastor, but I'm here in a pastoral role as your chaplain, and uh, I'll, I'll try to help you find uh, the congregations that you're hoping to look for and see if we can line up rides for you if you don't have uh, transportation. Uh, one, one last thing I'd like to just say, and that has to do with religion in general on campus. Um, different students have been blessed with different levels of background in Christianity. There's some who come here who've never heard any of it before. Others who have had a lot and everything in between. Um, I would just encourage all of you, especially those of us who have maybe been blessed with this a lot in our lives, to be very careful and respectful how we talk about these things with each other in the dorms and in the res halls and things, to, to make sure that we're being gentle with one another. And, and uh, it's easy to get into arguments and things that maybe isn't always the most beneficial thing. So just a little note of caution. Uh, one last thing, if you, uh, for those of you who are very new to using a hymn book, okay, you'll notice that there are the, the large section is all hymns, and those are the big numbers on the top, okay? Uh, if you turn to hymn number one, turn to hymn number one in your hymn book. So find that. Blessed Jesus at, you, at thy word. Turn back one page to page 202, 203. Okay, that's the front portion of the hymn book. Sometimes we'll refer to that with a page number. You'll see there the historic lectionary. Ancient Christians decided that it would be best in order to learn everything the Bible wants us to know. They put together almost like a schedule of different readings. We don't follow it precisely, but we do follow the themes of that. And you'll see that as the church year goes along. So may God bless our worship today. 
And uh, you'll find the hymns printed, um, the, the uh, reference for the hymns is printed for you on that first panel inside the bulletin. We begin with hymn number 64. reading for today is taken from Psalm 31, verses 15 and 16, and the psalmist writes, My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me for your mercy's sake. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. You are squeezed and pushed through this very tight canal. And all of a sudden, it's very loud and very bright. And all of a sudden, these large, large hands of a creature grab you. And a big piece of cloth is wrapped around you very tightly. And, and someone takes you with those large hands and places you on top of another creature that that holds you close to, to their side. And you're screaming and you're crying, trying to figure out what is going on. You're trying to make some sense of all of this. It's very bright in the room. Where did this all come from? How did, how did you get here? This is life. You were born. What a weird way to enter the world, huh? your life, and you begin to realize that 
These strange creatures that are around you are there to help you. These weird things hanging off of your body, these appendages, are things that slowly you begin to figure out you can kind of control to some extent. The large creatures start using their mouths to communicate to you and vocalizing things to you and you begin to try to understand what they're talking to you about. And you start to develop an attachment to these large creatures that are taking care of you. And you start to realize you, you yourself, can think. You can imagine things in your brain. And you can start to figure things out to some extent, maybe not everything. But as you get older, some of these other creatures, and you realize you're getting bigger too. You're becoming a bigger creature. As you get older, you start to, you start to realize that, that some of these other creatures aren't always nice to you. And then you realize you're not always nice either. You realize that they can say some pretty harmful things to you. And then you realize you can too. And you realize that many of them are, are very self-centered. But then you start to think about yourself and you realize, I guess I am too. And you realize sometimes they can do some pretty mean and nasty things. Sometimes they can be very greedy. And you examine yourself and you realize, I guess I am too. There's something not right. Some, something's wrong. Your, your mind is able to imagine what, what something perfect would be like, sort of, but you never feel like you quite get there. You never quite make it there. And it's so easy to, to see how everything in the world is just not the way it kind of should be. It's fallen. There's something wrong. There's something messed up. And then you discover that some of these creatures around you start to die. Maybe, maybe creatures that are even close to you start to die. Their life just ends. That's it. And you find a bird in your backyard that's dead. And then you discover that that's going to happen to you someday. That's going to happen to your body someday. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Absolutely nothing. No matter what fantastic doctor you come up with, you can't stop it. And so you try to sit back and make some sense of all of this. What, what is this thing, life, that I'm in the middle of? What is all of this? What, what am I supposed to do with it? What, what is it supposed to be about? Why am I here? What is this all about? Imagine for just a moment that you're up on a balcony and you're looking out on a big yard. And out in the yard, someone has taken a 5,000-piece children's playground set and just scattered the pieces all over the backyard. And there's nuts and bolts and screws and chains and plastic and metal all over the place in the backyard. And as you're looking at it, it doesn't seem to make any sense. And there's little groups of people sitting around a couple things, a couple items, trying to put them together and make some sense of it. But nobody has a clue of how it all fits together. Wouldn't it be amazing if all of a sudden somebody dropped a manual in that was written by the person who designed the whole swing set, who knew exactly how it should be put together, who knew exactly how it was supposed to function, who knew that the purpose of all of this was a good and wonderful thing, that it was supposed to bring joy and happiness to people. If a manual like that were suddenly brought into that yard and helped people make sense of it all, what, a, what an amazing thing that would be. 
In this sanctuary, on the altar, is a manual. And it has been written by the very one who designed your body and your mind and your soul and your talents. The one who decided where you would be born, who decided what your parents would look like, who decided what color your eyes would be, how many hairs you have on your head. You don't even have an idea of that. The very one who decided what your bone structure would be like, how your teeth would line up, where you would live, where you would fall in historical time. The very one who designed everything about this world and the life that you have, that you are presently in the middle of, has given us a manual to make sense of it all. And when you come into this sanctuary, that's what we study the most, is to learn from that manual. And he teaches us why we all have this fallen condition. He teaches us that that's not the way his original intent was, that we messed it up. He teaches us why we have greed and selfishness inside of us. He teaches us why we're going to die. He teaches us all the things we need to know. But above all, he teaches us how to get out of all of these problems. He teaches us through that manual how things should function and where there's a perfect world waiting for us. And that he has come into historical time in order to make that happen for you and me by sending his son into the world to be a savior. To pay for all of the guilt and sin that's inside of us and all the other big creatures around us that hurt us and bother us. For all of that wickedness that's inside of us. His own son had to come and die for that. To pay for that guilt before God himself. And because of that, you and I have been completely forgiven, washed clean by the blood of Christ. And through faith in that son of his, by trusting in him, you're going to get out of your grave someday. You will live again forever. So make coming to chapel a regular part of your everyday life here on campus. To confront the very one who created you, made you, redeemed you, saves you, and has plans for you that are beyond anything you can imagine in this life. This room is where, as our text says, God's face shines on us. Come and sit in the radiance of that wonderful grace of your Lord every day. Amen. Please rise for prayer. And we pray, dear Heavenly Father, as we begin this new year, we pray that your hand would guide and direct each of us in our studies and in all other activities in this first semester. Grant us good health and protection as we enter this new and important phase of our lives. Help us to make wise decisions, which will be a blessing for both ourselves and others. Bless the friendships and relationships which we establish. Take away all fear and trepidation and give each student a knowledge of your presence through your word. We pray this all in the name of your Son, our Savior, Redeemer, and Lord. Amen.
the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Go in peace. Amen. <laughs>